You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. This is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the last few weeks, which really it happens uh, all the time over years, I have received in the last few weeks a number of very urgent pleas from parents for prayer, for their very um, damaged children. And I even got one this morning before I went out to the live streams from a mother whose uh, child has had 10 rounds of relapse into substance abuse and has actually fled her country and and many others and this is a phenomenon of our time which also has immediate causes which are seemingly relatively obvious uh, in the family life that's broken many times or bad friends or a downward spiral in college Uh, I received also a message from a college kid Um, and a wonderful family uh, and completely went downhill in college and wants to rebuild. And the readings today are made to measure for parents in that situation or if you're a college kid and one of your friends has gone downhill or you're a sibling and one of your siblings has gone downhill. These readings are made for you because there's a lot in them exactly for what we want in our lives. In a certain sense, this reading from Mark's Gospel today and the three synoptics have the baptism of our Lord. Uh, Today we're reading Mark because we're in the second year of the liturgical cycle for Sundays that are three years A, B, and C. And this reading harks back to Genesis when we hear the words, this is my beloved son, with you I am well pleased which is a complete reversal of Adam and Eve, son of God, being chased out of the garden by the angel sent by God because they had ruined the plan they had answered in a very negative, destructive way in the relationship with God. They had doubted God, they had believed the lie, and they had disobeyed God. And here we have the exact opposite. For the first time expressed in this way, You are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And the whole point of the baptism of Jesus uh, is, there's a lot of points in it, 
I would like to start with Isaiah's lead-up, because we also have words in Isaiah that match perfectly what we are reading. And where there are three choices of Gospels for the three years for this festivity, uh, there's a fixed reading from Isaiah that's always here, and then there was an alternative reading that's used on other years from Isaiah, and they're very, very complementary. And the reading we have today is uh, from Isaiah chapter 42, and you're familiar with this. A bruised reed he shall not break, a smoldering wick he shall not quench. And if we look at the lives of so many people today, they're pretty bruised. When you see a bruised reed, we have lots of them down here, a little bit south of our property on the lake. All of our ones are beaten away by the storms of the last few winters. And when a reed is bruised, because it has a heavy head, it falls over, and that reed's in deep trouble. So you could just go in and whack it out, or maybe you could try to lift up that bent-down, drooping head and support it, and maybe it will come back to life. And we're at the Jordan in the baptism, and there are lots of reeds along the river. And this text, a, brood, a, um, a bruised reed he shall not break. When Jesus comes, he comes with meekness. Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. And it says he's not crying out or shouting. A smoldering wick he shall not quench. And this is nurturing back to flame. We often did that at home. We had a fireplace. That was our heat in the home, the fireplace, besides for cooking, and the warmth that the, the fireplace is in the midst of family life in cold climate. And in the morning, we would wake up. Uh, we usually covered over the last burning uh, logs at nighttime with ash, so it allowed the wood to stay alight but covered with ash, so it had very little oxygen, and it was there in the morning, six, seven, eight hours later, and you could just take off the ashes and put the logs a little bit together with some small little pieces of wood, or uh, we used to call them kippens, little pieces of branches, and the flame would come back. A smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. And you have this whole life of Jesus that he's building up broken people. Matthew the tax collector, Mary Magdalene had her issues, Peter denied him, uh, and that's a great story because the way Jesus takes care of Peter after the resurrection and rebuilds his trust. It's amazing. A broken reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench. We have these themes today because we're just after spending a couple of weeks of Christmas contemplation, and that could be very idyllic for us. It's beautiful, we have Christmas music, we have different food, we have decorations, and we're in an idyllic situation, but what it really means is that God is here to save us. And that's the name, meaning of the name Jesus. And he's bringing us into the promised land, like Joshua, which is the same name, uh, is bringing the people into the promised land at the Jordan River. And today, all the Jerusalem church is at the Jordan River this morning. I'm sure if they're not there yet, but they're getting ready to leave Jerusalem right now if they're not gone already. And they're going to be hundreds. I'm not sure how many people will be there. And normally there used to be lots of pilgrims there because it coincide and have the celebration of the baptism of our Lord with the church on the occasion at the place. 
and that's the great beauty and grace of the Holy Land. And so uh, what we're doing with this feast, even though it's the beginning of the public life, long after Jesus' nativity, it's telling us why Jesus came and how he comes and what's his program. It's like when, uh, you know, the Pope or president of a country starts their service, they give their program for their government, how they're going to rule, lead, um, bring the country forward, or in the case of the church, bring the church forward. It's the program, what needs to be done. And Jesus is showing in his program how he's going to operate. He's going to operate low-key among the sinners. He's not afraid of hanging out with sinners, with the people society refuses to relate to, the people the society discards and says they're dregs, they're garbage, they need to be killed, they need to be neutralized and eliminated, they need to be destroyed. Um, and today we're in so many war scenes, especially in the family. War scenes in the kitchen, war scenes in, in relationships between friends, war scenes in politics in many countries where there's inability to re meet the other and relate well. We're in a lot of damaged situations, a lot of damaged and hurt people. And when hurt people get together, there's a lot of sensitivities, a lot of rebuilding. And Jesus, meek and humble of heart, comes, and his only intention is to bless his people with peace. That's the psalm we had today, Psalm 29. To bless his people with peace. That's his goal. And the peace is not just the stopping of arms and nuclear arms and jet fighters. It's the peace each of us need in our heart, because if we're so broken, we lack trust, we're not at peace. We can't sleep well if we lack trust. If we lack good relationships with the people whom we owe good relationships, first of all, our parents, our siblings, spouse, children, neighbors, grandparents, in-laws. We owe good relationships to in-laws, but sometimes because of different cultural sensitivities, different educational backgrounds, when two people get married, they're bringing together two families that had maybe even different languages or different religions even, or definitely different cultures, or they were for a different football team. <laughs> and people have plenty of reasons and opportunities and occasions to get into conflict. And we owe in-laws the best relationships because they're the uncles and aunts and grandparents of the, ch the children who are the uncles, the, who are the nieces and nephews and grandchildren of the other side. So we owe good We can't sleep well if we don't have good relationships. And Jesus is coming to heal our relationships. First of all, with the Father, so that God the Father can say over us, you are my beloved child. In you, I have great pleasure. Not a great headache. <laughs> in you I have great pleasure. And this is the work of Jesus. This is so beautiful. And this is what Jesus did. Peter sums it up well in his talk here in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil. Sometimes we demonize people, but we shouldn't, because people are not demons. But they might be oppressed by the devil. They might have let the devil put a foot inside their door, inside their imagination, through the movies they watch, through the type of stuff they do online, through the prejudice they harbor, the rancor they harbor toward others. They were hurt in the past, but they're not able to forgive. So by not forgiving, the devil can oppress us. 
and push us to revenge, push us to hatred, push us to hostility. And Jesus was liberating people from those oppressed by the devil. Mary Magdalene 7. So don't be embarrassed if you have a bit of the devil bothering you. Go to Jesus and be freed. And he's not going to come with a big uh, slap in the face and he's not going to shout and cry out. He's, he's going to be so gentle. And the devil is gone. This is a great day of celebration, a great feast day. Let us pray and, and celebrate and thank the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.